0: going Good to be back. Glad to be here. Back from vacation. Feeling a little rejuvenated. The problem is, when you come back, you feel so good. And uh, you know, it's almost like you're disappointed on one hand that vacation's over. But on the other hand, you're ready to go, right? So you're ready to go, and you're fired up, and you want to do the show, and you want to come back, and it's like, all right! And then you watch... Over the weekend, the craptastic play of the Milwaukee Brewers uh, as they limp into the all-star break and use the excuse of, well, you know, we're tired, need to recharge. Uh, Other teams do too. Other teams are banged up. Other teams have dealt with injuries. Other teams have dealt with uh, up and down pitching woes. But uh, I don't think there's many teams in Major League Baseball who have dealt with so, so many bad situational hitters and things that have just unraveled and the excuses that are being made that are angering almost. Um, So today we're going to ponder a much larger question than what happened to the Brewers down the stretch. I mean, what is it like seven or eight of the last eight or nine years or whatever it is, they've had really bad records in the last week or two uh, heading into the all-star break. Okay. I get all of that. I get all of that. But in the grand scheme of things, in the grand scheme of things, when you just look at this team and you think, "Man, what are they doing? What are they doing?" I was, and the reason I give you this point of reference, let me let me back up here for a minute. I'm listening this morning, uh, you know, and I don't do it all the time, but I was listening to, and kind of perusing the dial, if you will, on on my phone, and I was listening to some Chicago radio. And then we're talking about, you know, Juan Soto and obviously turning down that 15-year, 400-plus million-dollar contract and feeling that he's going to get more in the open market and more per year and all that kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, I get it. And then they're saying, well, Chicago can't afford something like that. They could never do that, you know, not being the Cubs and the small. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, wait a minute, hang on, hang on. Let's back this up for a 2nd You're Chicago. You are the top three media market in the entire country. The Cubs own their own network. They own their stadium, the Ricketts do. They've bought a property around the stadium. They have a built-in, lovable loser mentality fan base, and they're buying into, we are the Cubs and we are, yeah, we're in Chicago, but we're small market. And I'm thinking to myself, are you stupid? Stupid. Your fan base has been badgered into believing you don't have money. When you got money, stinking, rolling in it kind of money hand over fist. Now, is it Yankee money or Dodger money? Probably not, but it's up there. And to say, well, I don't think we could ever afford that, you're stupid. If you're, if you're a Cubs fan and you're buying that, you're stupid. Now, a Brewers fan, I get it. You're the smallest media market in all of Major League Baseball. So you've got to figure out ways to put it together. But what I felt this weekend from, and granted, it wasn't hundreds of people. It wasn't probably more than 20. But out of all the people that were either emailing, tweeting, texting me, uh, you know, about, hey, how was the vacation? It's It's a shame you had to come back and see this mess, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, people saying, I'm, you know, I'm done with the brewers. I'm done paying, you know, $15 for a cup of beer, $8 for a bottle of water. And yet they still say they're small market. They're not going to spend the money. They're not going to make a big deal. They're not going to make the splash. And, oh, by the way, you got to get rid of Josh Hader. And it's either Corbin Burns or Woodruff because you can't afford both. And I'm thinking to myself, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. wait. Let's back up here for a second. Let's back up. Let's back up. What are the Brewers? Let's look at the larger question here. As we sit here today on Monday, July 18th, let's look at the larger question. What are the Brewers? Are the Brewers Brewers a Major League Baseball team, or are they a feeder system for other teams? Because now you got to ask yourself, look, you have finally gotten your plethora of homegrown pitching. You have made moves to bring in young arms into the system that then you cultivated and brought to the top. And now you've got this stable. Uh, Is it great? It's not great, but it's up there. Okay? You can't argue with that. You know, you're not going to get Cy Young Award winners out of it every year. Okay? But you're stable. You're good. You've had some injuries. I understand all of that. But if you're going to be, a feeder system for everybody else, then what the hell are you? I was just on with uh, our buddy Ernie in Viroqua, and Ernie said, well, I'm tired of being a feeder system for, say, the Yankees and the Dodgers and, and the Mets and such, and I understand that mentality because you haven't been to a World Series, if you're the Brewers, since 1982. You've been living off the laurels of that. You've gotten to the postseason four straight times, and that's you commend it. I mean, for what Craig Council has done, the way he's managed this ball club, the analytics that he uses to sustain pitching, to be able to give them opportunities to win, for this team to be in position year after year after year as a small market team, that's to be commended. But at what point now do you say you got to take the next step? Is it this year? Is it next year? Is it five years down the road? Or is it never? Are you just a team that is always going to be kind of just hanging around and what you have to quote, and I hate to use this word, but as a fan, what you have to quote hope for, and I hate the word hope because I'd like to have confidence knowing that you have a team that's right there that can compete that's ready to go, that once they get to the postseason, uh, they have got the legitimate shot, the same as everybody else, at winning it all. And do you feel that right now? I think the answer would be hell no. Are you better than the Mets? No. You better than the Dodgers? No. You better than the Giants? No. Better than the Braves? No. You can start going through that list. You thought you were, but you've got guys underperforming, Vastly, you have had injuries, but so has everybody else, and you've got a manager who's been able to do it on one hand with duct tape and bailing wire, using analytics to be successful. But every time you start to talk about the actual expenditure of money, well, we start to flinch up. And reality is that I understand that. You start to flinch up because you only have so much, and there's a budget, and I get all of that. But at what point, at what point do you say, we're nothing more than a feeder system for the rest of Major League Baseball, and they do just enough to keep your interest there, so you still come out, you still enjoy it, you still which, which maybe that's all it is. Maybe if you catch lightning in a bottle one time, you win one World Series, you ride off into the sunset, and you wait another 100 years like the Cubs did, 108. I just don't think that the Brewers should be doing that. Not in today's day and age, but can they compete with the Juan Sotos of the world who wants 15 years and $500 million or $440 million? No, they can't do that. There's It's a larger picture of Major League Baseball. I get that. That's for another day. But what are the Brewers? What are the Brewers? If I had to say the Brewers are, and then you talk about what kind of a team, what kind of an organization, what kind of a franchise, what are the Brewers? Jeff said, how easy uh, how easy to do a balk on the pitcher's mound. Uh, Jeff, that was a head-scratcher. <laughs> that was... I... I guess technically you saw it, but it was like, wow, that was it was it was more obvious to the home plate umpire than it was to us watching the replay. Let's put it that way. Cause it wasn't like he was looking to do it wasn't like the strike zone was bad throughout the game. It wasn't as if he was, you know, giving the Brewers raw calls throughout the game. This was a a a stand up scream point home plate emphatic you just balked how do you do it i know i know uh 877-867-1670 877-867-1670 want to hit us up that's the phone number to give us a shout you can also uh, find us over on twitter at bill underscore michaels at bill underscore michaels find our producer ben z kenny over at ben z kenny on twitter facebook go to facebook.com facebook slash the bill michaels show the bill michaels show over on facebook subscribe for free over on youtube and uh, watch the program on a daily go to youtube.com slash bill michaels show over on twitch tv as well if you download the app you can always email the program the the bill michaels at gmail.com the bill michaels at gmail.com and uh, we now bring in ben Kenny. ben how'd you do last week Do you have a good time man well first yes a lot of fun i have a good analogy to describe how last week went that's a pretty deep start to a Monday. I thought you were going to we're going to come on talk about the vacation, tripping over a boat, to. something along those lines. I I do have a uh, a boating story as uh there is no vacation that ever goes unheralded without some kind of a mishap, so I will get into that discussion. But this was prevalent today. I mean, it it I I got on the air with Ernie uh this morning. Ernie's been calling me trying to get me on the air and I'm like, "Ernie, I'm on vacation." He was calling me last week. And he, oh, that's right. You know, you know our buddy Ernie. So I went on with him this morning, and then this morning started at uh, five thirty. I got up. I had a dentist appointment, and the dentist, my dentist, uh, I, I love Paul Levine. Paul is is fantastic. So I went to Paul, and uh, he's as he's you know your your mouth is open, you got your uh, fingers in it. He's like, so what are you going to do about counsel? I don't. Th- I think they should trade hater. I think they should do this. They needed, and I am like, you can't say anything. So it started there. And then I got my cousin, who's a baseball fanatic. Uh, talking about you know how the brewers got Hunter Renfro and how they uh, you know did the deal with Jackie Bradley Jr and how did Boston let him go and it's crazy and what the brewers have going on and the injuries and this and that and he's a reds fan so he's giving me the low down there and you know and then he's talking about counsel and now how they need to fire counsel cuz he's never going to get him get him any farther so then it was that went on and then I had a buddy of mine from uh, Harley Davidson call me this morning and he was talking about it and then I was get looking at my tweets and some of my emails as I'm cleaning out my email box I'm like holy crap People were just mad from the weekend about the way the Brewers kind of limped into the, into the uh, All-Star break. And I'm like, okay, let's start there. That That's what's tripping the trigger right now, so let's start there. So what was your analogy? Or better yet, let's do this. Let's discuss calmly what you guys had going on last week. Because I'll tell you a little bit about the vacation of my week last week when we come back. Because it was great. It, we didn't see a cloud, I think, until Thursday. Uh, I, it was 85 and sunny literally every day with unbelievably blue skies and i think this is the least amount of people I've ever seen on the lake and it was it was bliss it was it was unbelievably wonderful it was great to get away and just relax uh, I did not get uh, hammered drunk uh, I did not do a post and i'll tell you why when we come back as well but uh, all of that all of that is coming up stay tuned we got a lot more of the Bill michael show it's all coming up right after this Ready? This is The Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome and glad to have you. Hour number two of The Bill Michaels Show. Hour number one for many of you on the network. Saying hi to our friends out there at WKTY in La Crosse, our friends at uh, PVL in Platteville. Glad to have you on board. Friends in Rice Lake. Love to have you here, Eau Claire. Uh, Can't say uh, thanks enough to our friends at the mighty WMAM in Marinette, Menominee. Glad to have you on board as well. So good stuff. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. and also saying hi to all of you uh, that follow us very quickly over there on the Bud Light live stream. We are glad to have you on board and watching the program as well. Beautiful day outside today, warm, hazy, hot, humid—all that kind of good stuff—all throughout the week and into the weekend. Which you know what this weekend has been, right? I don't. What is it? Jimmy Buffett coming up Saturday night. Oh, I think you know. I think that's a Grant Bills thing. See, I I know for a fact that the Grand Poobah and Emperor and Wizard of the uh, Midwest Family uh, Broadcasting Company, Tom Walker, is going to the concert. I think you should probably walk down the hall, see Tom, say, Tom, uh, I need an extra pair of tickets. And uh, you and Grant Bills join us and uh, come on out and enjoy the party and see what the hoopla is all about. I think that's what you should do. All right. If I you mean, get four or five tickets bring Ebo and and uh, and Rowdy and them with you. Yeah, it'll be
1: like a fourth grader in Calc 2 in college. I just said will have oh, no idea you. what is going on
0: because this is right up uh, Ebo's alley. He just loves a walking party. I think that's exactly a, a, a... why I shouldn't go. See, I just he loves the walking party. You just put a drink in your hand and off you go. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's that's just just my sense, but. This would be right up Ebo's alley. Music notwithstanding, it's just an absolute farm field party, is what this is, with margaritas instead of beers. So, just throwing it out there. Coming up this set. Alpine Valley—that's where you can find it. Brewers limp into the uh, limp into the All Star break. Uh, Williams is added to the All Star roster. Uh, Corbin Burns says, "Nah, baby, nah." Josh Hader going to spend some time with the family, uh, rightfully so. After having a couple of issues and some blow-ups over the weekend. And he has not uh, performed at uh, at peak performance, we'll say, uh, over the last couple of outings. So uh, he's going to go home and regroup and spend some time with the newborn and such. And kind of recenter himself. So I understand all of that. In the meantime, the Brewers now start thinking about different moves that could be made. Uh, certain players they could go after. We're going to talk with Kevin Holden from, w- or from uh, CBS 58. Uh, coming up here at the bottom of the hour, we'll talk with him about some of this as well. Um, the Brewers losing eight of eleven overall; they're eighteen and twenty-four since June first. They are they to say they limped into the All-Star break would be an understatement. Just not not happening. Um, it's uh, it it's. You can put your finger on many different things. It's not one. It's not just one thing. Some people want to blame counsel. He's ultimately responsible. Okay, I get it. Uh, others say, well, it's got to be David Stearns. Hasn't put enough talent on the field. Uh, Mark Antanasio hasn't spent enough money. Uh, you look at a guy like Christian Yelich. They're paying him to hit 280 and pop uh, you know 35 home runs. He's got eight on the season. Which, by the way, do you think uh, Christian Yelich, where he stands right now, Ben, is going to reach the 15 plateau. Ooh, honestly, yes. Just so I can be on the right end of that take. But I think my confidence overall is just waning. So I woke up today pretty pessimistic. So I'll say yes, just for the sake of me being right about something. Uh, Man, it's uh, if he does uh, eclipse the 15 home run plateau, he will barely be breathing across the finish line. That is, that home run mark that we set at the beginning of the season, where I said he just he doesn't look right. Doesn't look like he's hitting the ball. Now he has hit the ball better. So give Christian Yelich a lot of credit for where he's at right now. Okay? I'll give him that. Uh, not a spectacular way to end. But nevertheless, he, he did hit the ball. Uh, he was 3 of 11 in his last seven games. 3 of 11. And uh, so... At home, he hits a little bit better than he does on the road. We know that, but for the most part, it is what it is. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, when you look at uh, Christian Jelic, uh going uh, throughout the month of July, he is 9 of 40, hitting 225 with a 380 on base percentage, 325 slugging percentage and a 705 OPS. Not the numbers you were hoping for. You thought, "Okay, here we go, busting out of it. Let's do this." And it just hasn't materialized the way you had hoped. The way you thought it would. Cuz remember, he had at one point, he had a pretty good uh he had a pretty good hit, hit streak uh, per game going on. And then it just, you know, kind of Kind of fall had, has fallen off. He had two hits yesterday. Nice way to end it, at least a little, on a little bit of a high note. He took his average from two forty eight to two fifty one, but and his OPS from seven twenty three to seven twenty six. But still, so going back to the original point, uh, Christian Yelich in the numbers, not where you want him to be. So when you talk about this team overall, Rowdy Telez, big power numbers, eighteen dingers on the season, fifty seven RBIs. He uh, leads the team in total bases, 68 strikeouts, 30 walks, not a bad way to go, but batting only 227, 305 .305 on-base percentage, slugging percentage of four fifty eight, which is good, seven hundred sixty-three OPS. Uh, he's got a positive war number, but it's only 0. .4. Still two twenty seven. again, all or nothing. Andrew McCutcheon's been pretty solid. Willie Adamas leads the team in dingers, 19 of them on the season, 19 home runs, yeah. Uh, 14 doubles, 19 home runs, 51 RBI, 132 total bases, 85 strikeouts to 28 walks on um, base percentage, sub 300 at 294 and an average of 220 with an OPS of 771. Now, many of you will look at the 771 OPS and go, that's awesome, but it's also not indicative of what actually is happening, which is it's all or nothing. With a 220 batting average, Minimal amount of walks, it's all or nothing. He's hitting a home run or he's striking out pretty much. Colton Wong, 227. <laughs> Luis Urias, 223. Hunter Renfro, at least 243, but he's been banged up more often than not. And he gives you a 1.8 war. Tyrone Taylor, 228. Jace Peterson, 252. He's one of your better hitters. Omar Narvaez, 236, Lorenzo Cain's not even here anymore, Victor Caratini, 244. You you get the point. There's nobody that's consistently hitting Keston Hira. Keston Hira is now known as Yo-Yo because he's up and down consistently. Can't hit in the majors, beats the hell out of the ball in the minors, gives you a couple of home runs, but can't do it with any kind of consistency in Major League Baseball. Just can't do it. Although his numbers are better than some of the other everyday starters. When you take the power numbers of eight home runs, 17 RBI, 238 batting average, 354 on base percentage, 451 slugging percentage, at least his OPS is 805. But I think we could all agree that an 805 OPS with Keston Hura is a far cry. I mean, he's second on the team, really, technically, even though Brousseau's uh, played third base and only played 39 games. Keston Hura's got 805 OPS, leads the team in OPS. But still, as you look at Kesson here, you're like, "Eh, that guy's an all-or-nothing guy. He doesn't belong in the major leagues. Right? That's what we would all say. Hmm. So what to do? What do you do? This team, flat out, it's all-or-nothing and can't hit with any consistency. It's that simple. That's it. 877-867-1670. 877 Eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's go to Dave. Dave, welcome to the program, the Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing okay. How you doing?
1: Uh, Oh, good. A little disappointed with the Brewers. I mean, it's the same thing every year. You know, this has gone back to what 2017. We have probably before that with him. We have struggled. At least, yeah. But this is when they first started really breaking out. You know, being Mm -hmm. at the top of their division. OK, right. but we still have trouble finding our bats and it isn't just one hitter. We shouldn't be going after just one bat. You know, we've done that before. Jonathan Scope, you know, that was a bust. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh Jackie Bradley Jr. I think he ended up in the season. His batting average was like one ninety three.
0: Yeah, it was sub two hundred.
1: Uh, and, and then you Eduardo Escobar. I mean, he showed a lot of promise until postseason and all of a sudden they can't hit. So it has to be hitting philosophy. Is it that they're asked to stand up there too long at the plate and look at a lot of pitches?
0: I, I you know, don't know to, what you, specifically – because they've changed hitting coaches numerous times. It's not like they're sticking with the same coach. They're trying to bring in different voices. That's what I mean, but it's the it's the manager who sets the
1: philosophy, not the hitting coach. See, the hitting coach merely tries to mirror what the manager wants. And how many times have you seen the Brewers stand up there and get two strikes and then have to battle back, you know, Mm -hmm. and they either end up striking out or walking? And and I've even heard counsel say that, hey, a walk nowadays is a base hit. Right. You know? So it tells me that in the back of his mind – he wants to chase that starting pitcher, build up pitches on him so he can get to the bullpen. Mm-hmm. It's not working. It, it hasn't worked. And we've it, taken it, all these guys who have been big hitters, Scope, Bradley Jr., Escobar, and we've made non-hitters out of them.
0: I can't argue with it because this team is, I mean, just the, the numbers speak for themselves. It's its a Renfro, bad baseball team.
1: R- Renfro was... I mean, you know, he replaced uh, he he replaced uh, Garcia out in right field, who was an excellent hitter. You know, right? And Renfro isn't hitting like he used to.
0: No, but he's also been banged up.
1: Right, right. But I mean, you know, and that's in an, you know, and there's another thing. You know, his philosophy about this this platooning, right hand, left hand. You know. Mm-hmm. When a guy starts hitting, when he starts really showing promise at the plate, all of a sudden he's not playing because the right. pitcher happens to be right-handed.
0: I, uh, I I know that this team and the way they do it is trying to put guys in the best position to be successful, statistically speaking, and they've had a lot of success doing it. They just haven't had consistency when it comes to winning in the postseason. How you get from point A to point B, I think people at this point are just saying, I don't care anymore. You want to know what you're going to be like in the postseason. And if I had to sit here today and I had to look at this team and say, what shot do they have to win in the postseason? I don't think they have any shot. I think they're going to really end up as a wild card or playing we're against a wild lucky. card team. I think they're going to struggle. Yeah, I, yeah, I really we're believe. Be that. And if they if do, they end up as a wild card, and you do get the honor of then playing the Mets or the uh, the Dodgers, you're going to get the hell beat out of you because you can't hit with those teams. Right. And the one thing that
1: really really frustrates me is. We have such good pitching from top to bottom. For the most and part, yeah. wait we're just wasting it. You know? Yeah. We're wasting it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, Woods is heard. gonna go somewhere else when he gets a chance. You know, and he's that's what be the sucks. I talked bought. about that he, earlier.
0: That's what sucks just, because <laughs> what if you're gonna have all this homegrown talent you finally got pitching that you've been trying to grow throughout your system for a long time? Just to watch them all leave, you got to make choices. Then what are you doing? You're nothing more than a developmental team for other major league baseball teams. Now you're not a Juan Soto situation, turning down over four hundred forty million dollars, but right. but still, I mean, if you're going to develop these guys and you can't keep them, then what are you doing?
1: Right, his contract comes up first. Woodruff's—he's going to be the first one gone. He'll end up with the Mets or the or Atlanta or uh, L.A. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yep. somebody's going to pay him big money.
0: Yep, I agree. So
1: so that's well, why you have well, to make
0: the decision as to whether or not to trade them. But, I see, like people say right now you need to trade Josh Hader. I don't agree because all you're going to do is weaken your bullpen, and unless you're getting back a big bat, and we've seen big bats. We've seen Bryce Harper. We've seen Mike Trout. Otani can throw a, an amazing game, and they still don't win. It, it, one bat does not make a team. Pitching will win you a lot of championships, and I'm not a big fan of just dumping pitching just to get a position player just to get something for him because you might lose him. I'm not a big fan of that. Not right now, anyway.
1: Right. The thing that I look at with batting is how many times have you watched or heard a game when we've had the bases loaded, nobody out or one out, and we cannot put a run across? Right. I mean that—that I I agree with.
0: I think even a safety squeeze just to get yourself a run. I mean anything at this point,
1: you—you can slam the ball to the other side of the diamond, you know, uh, and and you know force in a run, force in to throw the the
0: first, you know. But uh, I don't know. Part of the problem is, and, and this is what I believe. Appreciate the phone call. Part of the problem is that you cannot once guys are major league baseball players, they're here. You're not teaching them anything because we talk all the time about, well, they teach them to hit. They need to practice this thing. You're not. You just don't do it. And for managers day in and day out to say, it's got to be the right situation because was a major league baseball player. Aren't you supposed to be polished in all aspects of the game? Aren't you supposed to be a pretty good fielder? Aren't you supposed to be a pretty good hitter? Aren't you supposed to be a pretty good situational guy? Aren't you supposed to understand the game itself? And when you don't, when you can't, you're not a big league player. Now, some guys are better at certain things than others. I understand that. And I'm not talking about always dropping down bunts or always manufacturing runs. I'm not talking about that. But what I am saying is, is when you got a team that's struggling and you're scrapping for wins, you you come up with either bases loaded or runners in scoring position on a consistent basis and you can't get them in and you look pathetic doing it. So there's something to be said for that. For just playing the ability... A fundamental, a, a fundamental baseball. I don't know. Maybe I'm peeing into the wind here. Doesn't do me any good. By the way, going back to Jackie Bradley Jr., he was good when the Brewers got him in 2020 playing for Boston. He ended up hitting 283, but before that, he was never uh, a guy that was lighting it up. I mean, his best year prior to that was 2016. He ended up hitting 267 with an OPS of .835. But... When he got to the Brewers, yeah, it it, it I get what you're saying, because he hit 163 and 202.
1: Well, in he had that which, eye like,
0: situation. He had uh, stigmatism, right? I believe so. Is what they found in his eye. Couldn't see, kind of like wild thing in major league. In, a, in major league, couldn't see the plate till he finally got glasses, and then he became a hell of a pitcher. Although Jackie Bradley Jr. still is not, you know, lighting the world on fire. Just an FYI. 877 867 1670. 877 867 1670. You want to hit us up? Please feel free to go ahead and do so again. 877 867 1670. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this.
1: Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show
0: on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.